When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey. Hello. I'm afraid to talk because I don't want to be shushed again. <laughs> I just I just needed five That's seconds of silence. That's all that I needed. Ever asked us to do. do you know how long those five seconds felt? I would like, we're like, oh my God, I have to stop screaming in a second. I hate being shushed more than anything. <laughs> do you know how much of my life has been spent being told to shut up? A lot of it. A lot of it. My you know, nickname I... was Mouth in high school and not for the good reason. <laughs> But because I was talkative. So, yeah, you know, now you know. that you bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> now that I bring it up, what? No, I mean, I was thinking about my own childhood as well. Oh, And sure I was you thinking are. like, no. And then I thought, you know, the only time that I got in trouble was because of talking and giggling. Yep, so giggling. it was like when I had to go to the back of the class and, you know, be punished because I was talking and giggling. And I think it was just pure, ex- pure excitement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> yeah, I had a really big problem talking. It, it was the cause of my first time out in first grade. Like the first week of first grade, I was in time out for wow. talking. Um, and it lasted all the way through high school. And actually, once in college, I got kicked out of a class for talking. Um, that didn't happen twice, though, because I was with my current boyfriend at the time who started yelling at the professor, I pay your salary. <gasps> you can't throw me out of a class. I pay you to be here. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not happening again. Um, uh. Yeah, I hate being shushed more than anything. But I also am chronically a terrible whisperer. Like, we I also talked about every... this before, and yes, it's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I can't whisper. You can't. No, everybody very, needs it's hard. Everybody has to know. So how did you do um, at, at Temple or anything like that? Did you are you supposed to be quiet? Did you, did um, you ever oh, like at synagogue and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as a kid, up until your bar, from the time you start Hebrew school, um, up until your bar mitzvah, you know the song. So you're participating. And there is a lot of like reading along with the book and there's a lot of singing. Okay. So it does kind of engage a talkative kid like me. Like, I don't right. have to be quiet for long. Like a vault. Yeah, that's not true in uh, Catholic masses at all. You're, there's tons of quiet and there's tons of other people talking and then there's responses, but there's specific response. And of course there's singing, but but there's many, many times when you're just supposed to be quiet. I mean, there were still ways of causing trouble. Like my mom and I had a game where like if I was sitting next to her in synagogue and there was a part where we were supposed to be reading like, and God said to Moses, da, 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 da. Well, my mother was always reading it like a children's book. Oh. <laughs> so then I would imitate her. Oh, my and gosh. And then she would Jess. start to laugh and then I would start to laugh. So it was still not good because it would be like I would hear her next to me going, and God spoke to Moses. And I would say, and he said – and then she would start giggling and go, shut up. Oh, my gosh. And then I would start laughing. And I'm like, why are you doing that? It's not a children's book. Yeah, anyway, I got I got kicked I still, out of I mass myself no a couple of times. 
I Did think you really twice, and I think both times were because of giggling. And you know, I mean, I was little. I was little, and and we were. I think it must have been. I must have been in first grade, and in the Catholic school that I went to, there was this tiny, beautiful little church. You know that we everybody would go to because there was like daily masses. Um, or not, we didn't have to go to daily mass every day, but every time that there was some kind of feast day, we would go to a mass, especially if it landed in a weekday. So we would show up, and there's a couple of the feast days that are done. In Latin, or were done in Latin back then. So imagine a first grader that's showing up to a mass with all of her friends. Like there's no, there's like two teachers. Everything, everybody else is just children. And mm-hmm. then the priest starts to speak in Latin for the very first time. And you're like looking at this guy who's saying things. You have no idea what he's saying. And then singing it in like the old school Latin way, you know. And How old were you the first time you go? No, no, no. This was like the first time that I was in in grade school, like in, you know, first grade by myself at Catholic oh, school. Oh, I mean, I'd been going oh, to mass okay, the it, entire, you know, my entire life. But That's by, what I thought. In yeah. the class, in the class, okay, you know, it. with my classmates going to this, my first introduction of the priest doing an entire mass in Latin. And you're just like, what the? And so I lost my business. Because it was so weird. Like, I felt really uncomfortable. And when I feel really uncomfortable, you know, when you feel really uncomfortable, you start to giggle. Yeah. Right? Who doesn't? Yeah. So then I started to giggle. And then I got a fit, a giggle fit. And therefore, I could not stop. Like, I just could could not do it. Yeah. One time I had a boss that was yelling at me. And uh, she was really mad. And I started laughing because she gave me, like, a, a really strong insult. It was like a stinger. And I laughed because of how mean it was. And I don't know if it was because I was uncomfortable because I thought she was fucking with me. But laughing didn't help because she was like, why are you fucking laughing? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. It's not funny. You're right. Oh, my gosh. And then I I proceeded to try and get fired. (laughs) Sweet. As fast as possible. Sweet, sweet, sweet. sweet. Anyway. Okay. So so, before we start, uh I wanted to ask you about – uh, changing our process here because I forgot to ask you before we started recording. But oh. am I going to help you while we're recording with the process or no? Oh, um, I didn't need you to. If I don't get it done this week, you could do it next time. How's that? It's not a test. Okay, so so let me explain. Okay, so the, so to the audience, Elsie, you know, like in the last couple weeks, probably since the E-League started through no fault of her own, you know, she's been she's had more than her share of, you know, stuff that she's doing throughout the week. So I don't know what I was thinking because I should know better. But I made the mistake of asking Elsie if I could somehow take (laughs) some part of it off her plate and help. And. And I wouldn't say that defensive oh, yeah. was the That's right, right word. No, it wasn't defensive. But she just, but she just argued with every. I first did. of all, it was my the the way I approached it was probably wrong because I thought if I had a specific thing that I could ask her to do, she wouldn't balk. So somewhere in the back of my head, I must have known she was going to resist. So I cleverly thought I'll just ask her if I could do one thing, and see if it helps. So I offered to type show notes as we do the show because you know we have notes already with links and i thought i'll just open a blog post and i'll just start posting the links as we talk about them you know and then if we 
you know, she won't hear it. I'll mute myself. Nobody will hear it. And that way, you know, the blog posts will be done. The bullets will be done. And then when she re-listens to the show, she can just, you know, add in her two cents as she wants. But she doesn't have to do the whole thing from scratch. And I think I'm brilliant and generous for offering to do this during the show. (laughs) But instead, instead, she's like, well, but I already have a process and it has to be in in a text file and it has to be UTC-8 and it has to be on this kind of paper with this kind of ink and this color <laughs> pen. So no. And I was like, okay, well, would it help you if I just did the links? Well, not really because then I still have to do it twice. Well, would it help if I shove my finger up my ass? How about that? Is that a good solution? How about I go do that instead? Like I was just like, okay, never mind. But she she wasn't defensive, but she she just is like she basically after about 20 minutes of pressing, she said, I have a very specific offline workflow. And if you do parts of it online, it will mess me up. So I said, OK, but I still said I would, you know, make a list of the, st- the topics as we're talking about them. And I think she I think she just relented to that. And then just now you heard her tell me, never mind. Well, yeah, but so. because what I, because you because we came to this conclusion that what I need is the recording as soon as we as as soon as I get it. Well, and that's so what you said. Is the that guy, you'll... the guy that's in charge of diva enhancement, <laughs> made up made up. What's going to happen now is is because it's my fault. This is all my fault. No, it's, it's not, not your fault. Your fault. No, it, uh, let me explain why it's my okay. fault. Because what happens? I grab the files and then I. You know, usually I get up sat- – my schedule is I get up Saturday morning and I do this show. I edit this show. So you get it back. And that's, there's not enough time. And that's my fault. So what I will do now is when we get done here, I will make a raw recording for you and give Just it to so you. Can do the show. Yeah, so you'll have right. it tonight. Now I have to run out of here right away and I get back around 5 or 6 o'clock. So by tomorrow morning, you'll have the raw unedited show that you can go through. And that yeah. should help things. See? Here we go. That's it. Pop. That Problem was it. Solved. But see now, well, also while you're talking, John, I'm going to post this to you now. Okay, so you know Jess's response or her suggestion first was that she was going to take notes while we we are recording, and she's going to go into the back end of WordPress and do all the stuff and post all the things and all that while we're recording. And then I said, "Well, it's probably going to make noise." And then she said, "Well, I'll mute myself now." I don't know about you, though. Here's the thing. I can't type and pay attention to a conversation myself. She can. I, you know, when we were, I doing, can. We were doing the <gasps> Off in the Weeds podcast, and she would do the notes while we were talking. The whole and time. I, and and I Lady Business Radio. And I, heard, I've I didn't hear her. Else. And you know how I am with – you know how my ear is. When yeah. I hear noise, I get – and I wouldn't hear her do it. Now, she never she never went into WordPress and did it as a WordPress blog. Yeah, I had to I do all that. that. But at least she gave me this, the notes, which was a, was a big plus. I didn't oh my think God. of so, doing it in the actual blog post until this week, John. Otherwise, I would have. I wasn't picking on you. Okay, no, so I know, now. but I'm just saying if I was smart, I would have thought of it a year ago. Okay, so there now here's here's my thing. So let's try it next week. Let's try it next week, Jess. Now here's no, the thing. No, let's see. The purpose was to make sure that you had less on your plate so that we weren't putting out the show the day it was supposed to go live. That you could have stuff you know, by Sunday and then we could do the marketing like scheduling on Monday right. and then it would go live on but Tuesday. But it actually is it's solved by John's workflow because one of the reasons that it's hard is because there are times that I have time to do that. But sometimes I don't have time to do that on Sunday. 
Can I do ask you understand? a podcasting question? Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So why do you type the notes the way you do it? Is it because of the, you know, if you do it on Google Docs, there's uh, extra code? And stuff like that. Yes, that I do, do it offline. I do it on an app called Byword. That's the app that I use. I use well, Byword. Why is the question? So by well, let me let me get to it. So um, when you why go, <laughs> and she wonders why she gets shushed. I'm sorry, Shut it. <laughs> so when I what happens is Byword has this amazing thing where you can export into RTF, you can export into Markdown, you can export into HTML. And those are the things that are really important to me. Because I've been doing this for so long, I have gotten every single time that I'm doing anything online, whether it be WordPress, whether it be in the Libsyn backend, whether it be Squarespace, whether it be doing a newsletter, whether it be doing something on Facebook, there's always something that goes wrong at some point when I'm in the middle of typing something huge and I lose it. I -hmm. lose the, you know, I've, I've lost it. It's gone. Whatever I've been working on. Now, what sucks too, especially on the on the Libsyn backend or even in some of the WordPress stuff, is be, is that the formatting gets really tweaky. Let let's say you're doing bullet points or let, let's doing and or you and you need an extra paragraph or you need to add an, an extra link or something while you are editing in there. Sometimes it tweaks the formatting and things don't look. Right. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but it really annoys me. And it actually particularly happens on the Libsyn blog. And that's what drives me bananas about that. So it's like I want to take that out of the equation. So what I do is I have the workflow inside of Byword. Everything I write is in Markdown. There's a template. It's super easy. It's all text based. So I can actually work no matter where I am with this app because it syncs everywhere. And then I can just copy the HTML because it makes it into HTML. And then I just go in and like the actual posting is the easiest thing ever. I go inside of Libsyn, copy paste, done. Then I go inside of WordPress, copy paste, done. And so I don't have to spend any time doing anything. It's so easy. So I have like a little workaround that I use because I don't know how to do all that stuff. I'm kind of when it comes to HTML and all that stuff. So what I do is I just do it in a Google Doc. I write everything out in a Google Doc. Then I take the, the I copy everything and I go to HTML-cleaner.com and then you you paste that in there and then you hit the clean HTML and it cleans all that other crap out of there. That's awesome. And then you take that and then you can do exactly what you just did. But when you say byword and HTML and all, I because I'm not a coder or do any of that kind of stuff, and I haven't just never done it before, I don't know how to do it. So it's a little bit easier, and it might be easier for some of the people out there that are listening now, mm-hmm. is you just kind of do it on a Google Doc or something and put it in any HTML cleaner. You're going to have to put does, a link in the show notes there for that because that's a really great tool, and there's a lot of people that – that's one of the reasons I don't use it. But I am a, 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 a – um, how do you say it? Plain text fanatic. So any app that works in plain text, I love. And that's one of the reasons I don't really use notes inside of iOS because notes is rich text and I can't stand rich text. It, I'm going to say it's drives me bananas now. I catch myself saying that all the time. Um, and so, yeah. It drives me bananas. Yes. I say that like a gazillion bajillion times a day. <laughs> um, but And I need a t-shirt that says that. But um, plain text, Jess. So that's what it is. And so when I go in there and if if I have to edit, like I edit everything inside of that. And then I have a copy of all of those show notes really easy for me to access. So if I need a link, I could very quickly scan through those 
links through there. Um, I can also copy paste for tweets and things like that right right in front of me with all the links and everything there. And if I need to give them out to somebody, I can also put them out as a PDF, which is what I do. I do every blog post there. I have everything there that I can share. That's why. So I know that's like maybe just my thing. But we'll get the audio to you earlier, so that'll work too. That just sounded so complicated, though. I know, but it's what works for me. You know why? Because I started this workflow when I was nursing Hunter, and I could not get her off my body. I didn't even have, I had just gotten, let me see, I had just gotten my iPhone 4 at that time, and I was typing with one thumb. I was working for, um, uh, doing some stuff for Libsyn at that time. And I was doing a lot of blog writing and I had no time to do anything on the computer, any formatting, like I couldn't even sit down. So I did it all with one thumb inside of my iPhone and I needed to find a workflow for me to get perfectly formatted with links, things out of my phone into WordPress. And I found a way and that's why, and I've stuck with it. And it's like my best, it's like the, it's like the thing I do. It's, it's not, I can't not do it anymore. That's just what I do. I work with plain text all day, every day. Okay. All right. I know that probably bored some people to death. So I'm not sure I followed it the whole time. I'll put links. I think it's a good, that's a very good, I thought it was a very good topic to be honest with you. Yeah. I'll put in, um, you know, what markdown is. I'll add some, some of that inside of the show notes here so that you guys could check it out. And I've shared some of this with the ladies in the E-League and a couple of them have picked it up and they're, and then one of them just shared that saved her 40 to, you know, 30 to 40 minutes doing show notes. I mean, this is why we make a good team because I'm all about doing things as easy as possible for yourself. And Elsie um, is only like that about certain things. But for the most part, Elsie Escobar in the dictionary means going full ham or not at all. Yeah, I love so hacking things. I love hacks. Can't, hacks are my thing. I love hacks. You can't do anything unless you're hard as a mofo. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's what you're all about. So, I mean, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> um, shall we get into some uh, oh you know what though we have to talk about the meetup the podcast movement meetup we have so many things to cover and we're already like halfway through here dude so we have to talk about podcast movement yes podcast movement in Disney at Anaheim in Anaheim California very excited it looks like we are also if you guys are planning to do this we, it looks like we're also going to have a meetup Literally right after the last keynote on Friday. So if you're making your travel arrangements, try and stay a little later Friday, maybe go home Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do a live taping during podcast movement. And and also we have a promo code. So you can get 15% off the price if you use the promo code She Podcasts. Um, what else? What else? That's it. Well, the did only other thing that I wanted your, to your mommy and daddy are in LA. So that's yeah, exciting, my dad, right? mommy and daddy are showing up. So here's here's what I want you guys to do though. Just just put up a poll inside of the Facebook group. I thought you said a hole for a minute. No, not a hole. A a poll inside the Facebook group. So if you guys are going to podcast movement, please go in there and take. The poll. Can you put a poll on the Facebook page too, Jess? Do you know if you can do that? Or is that just a... Oh, why not? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Because I don't know if you can. I'm just saying we could probably put up a poll for people who aren't. Oh, you know what? You can put a poll up on on Twitter. I've seen that. How do you do that? Let's do that. Okay. (gasps) 
How fun. Why don't we do that? And we can just do three options, and then I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll have three options for people, and then we, we will see if we can um, – I'll definitely get a little bit more responses. But as of now, it looks like most people want it to happen directly after the last keynote after mm-hmm. Podcast Movement. So that's it. And the other thing that I want you guys to do, and I requested last time, if you are listening to the show and you are attending Podcast Movement – I cannot do a poll. I have seen it in the past. I, I just don't know if they're using an app, Jess. That's the thing. I mean, on the page, on the page. I can't. Oh, on the page. You have to buy an app. Oh, you have to do an app. You have to buy an app or you have to do yeah, it? Yeah, you have to pay for it. Uh, what the friggin'its? What? Well, there's Ooh, that. That's, rude. that's just rude. That's just rude. rude. Remember when apps were fun on a page and you could have all these little yeah, sub pages? I remember I that. that. How do you do that now? I don't even know what's going on on Facebook business-wise. I haven't done anything in so long. It's so annoying. But anyway, let me get back to you guys, you guys that are listening. Requesting, um, those of you who are going to Podcast Movement are doing sessions and are doing a session. You are 100% doing a session or you're part of a panel. Please submit audio, like a little audio promo to us, 30 to 60 seconds, so that we can play it for you. To promote you. So this is all about you, yo. All about you. So All about you, yo. Yep. So all you have to do is email feedback at shepodcast.com and attach your audio, 30 to 60 seconds, and we will put it on the show because we want to get people to come to your sessions. How's that? Right. There you have it. So um, make it happen, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now we're moving on to some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. All right. So in this episode, and maybe for as long as we can, the news are brought to you by our Patreons. How about that? Yay! How about that? So here's the here's the scoop, guys. We're gonna be. Um, I'm really gonna start to really put a lot of energy inside of what we can do together as patrons and um, as a patronies to help support you guys in however we can because we love that you support us and we want to give back as well. So we're gonna be figuring all that stuff out a little bit at a time here when I get a little of an opportunity to really think about this. But um, I wanted to do a little bit of a shout out here for at least three people, even though I have all the names here, but I'm going to go ahead and give a wonderful shout out to Lisa Orkin, who is from Honestly Lisa, and she is one of our patrons. Um, she uh, So Honestly Lisa is her podcast, and it's a comedy with stretch marks. And I think that I played one of her promos in a a few episodes ago, which was awesome. She's got one of like the best 30 second promos for a show that I've heard. And, and guess why she was so good. She actually has radio ranch and uh, radio ranch is like her business where they make funny radio commercials. How about that? She actually does that for a living. So that's yeah, awesome. She's a voiceover artist. She's really cool. She yeah, is Lisa. so awesome. So Lisa, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And then Andrea Clunder from the Creative Imposter Podcast. She's just totally, totally rad. And if you want to get to know Andrea, just go listen to her episode 33 uh, for her podcast. And uh, this is the title, How Podcasting and Meditation Saved Me. So that totally is right up my alley. She's a really powerful voice in this space, and she really is doing all kinds of things to support 
women in podcasting specifically as well. She does audio editing. She does kind of like coaching in a way to get your podcast going on. She's helped people with launches. She's got a really specific point of view around podcasting that's really intriguing and I'm a super proponent of her. She's she's really into getting podcasting in the space of non like online stuff. And she works at schools teaching podcasting and things like that. So it's awesome. And Connie Whitesell, um, she is from the Small Business 101 podcast. And I gotta tell you, like, that's like the best education for small business owners in little bite-sized pieces that I've ever heard. Her podcast is really short, and the advice that she gives is very solid advice. And especially if you have a small business, and I'm not talking you're trying to make money online and doing that kind of stuff, but an actual brick and mortar type of business, or you're thinking about going into a business venture, not necessarily, again, as an online entrepreneur. In fact, everybody needs to listen because she breaks business down really, really well. So anyway, those three ladies are supporting us. She's they're amazing. And there's so many more that we hope to like give at least a little bit of a shout out to that. I have a list here, people. (laughs) So thank you. And if you any of you guys want to go ahead and um, be a patron for our show or for what we're trying to do in the world, we would so appreciate it. It's like, it's it's going to be awesome. Yay! And speaking of awesome women, <laughs> how about how about the mother of all Wi-Fi, Jess? How about the mother of all Wi-Fi? Wait, before we move on to that, yeah. I just want to say, if you get value from our show, and if you feel like you get value from our group, at least one or five dollars a month's worth, please consider becoming a page, a patron of our show because it makes a huge difference to the things that Elsie and I are able to do with our community, with our events, um, with the people that we're able to hire to help us do things. So please consider donating to our show as soon as possible. But yes, the mother of all Wi-Fi, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to add that in there because your soft sell was cute, but like... <laughs> You're just. I like, ran out of words. Please I ran like out of words. us. You know what? Bye. That was like it, that was so, it, that was a soft sell because I got sick of my own voice. That really was like, I, oh, I need to shut up. Like I know exactly you know what, what that, you're saying. Yeah. Yes. So then it wasn't really about a soft. It was really like, oh my god, somebody just needs to shut me up. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get it. So yeah, no, um, I will take over now. Yeah. So the mother of <laughs> So, so it turns out that Hedy Lamar, who um, was in a bunch of stuff when we were not born, um, she was in a movie in 1933 called oh Extas or Ecstasy, and then she was in like Howard Hughes, and then there was like a, a movie about her, and wasn't she from Blazing Saddles? Too? Like she was in so many things. Yeah, but it turns out that that fancy lady is actually the creator and beginner of what we know now as wi-fi right i guess her dad it would explain how things worked and then um hetty would take things apart and reassemble them and then she moved on from like tearing apart music boxes to coming up with water soluble tablets that created instant soda i guess kind of like an alka-seltzer and then she also like helped Howard Hughes design a more aerodynamic structure for airplane wings by combining fish fin and bird wing shapes. But um, during the war, she came up with a method of sending radio signals by making them jump channels um, called frequency hopping out of a desire to help the Navy deploy radio guided torpedoes without enemy interference 
during World War II. So she teamed up with a composer to design a method using a piano, using piano rolls to send and receive the signals. And that's, then they got a patent and that's basically the beginning of Wi-Fi. Isn't that crazy? Patent lasts, oh, I know it lasts about 20 years. And then, um, the schematics became public domain and that's how we got Wi-Fi. If they had renewed the patent, we probably wouldn't have what we have now because that also started, um, Bluetooth. Wow. Holy yeah. cats. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, you guys, I'll, I'm going to put just a goes link to show everything. Good is started by a woman. Right? Absolutely. And uh, I'm just kidding. But she says this is actually part <laughs> of a documentary called Bombshell, and it offers a comprehensive mm-hmm. look at, you know, all the different stages of her life. So this often is um, glossed over because our need and desire for, how would I say it, Jess, for sex, I guess. Things that are sexual. Okay, I do have that. Um, yes, uh, is a little <laughs> bit more prevalent for most because she's really well known for our, her sexiness and all kinds of stuff oh, like that. Yes. And all of oh, this. I was th- trying to figure out where you were going with that. No, because yes. so, that really is what most people know her for. That, in other words, a bombshell can't be an inventor, and vice versa. Yes, you can't it, be an inventor if you're a bombshell. You have to look like Marie Curie, yeah. like you just stepped out of Little House on the Prairie, right? <laughs> like you can't be sexy and cute. Yeah, and smart. As and well. there were yeah, other so layers to her stuff too. I mean, it was like she she was just like a all in all a fascinating woman. But anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes. Do you think it. she did inventions in her in her um, yellow polka dot bikini? Possibly. That seems to be like that what she's. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like she, when you see pictures of her, yeah, it's like it's like she's either scantily clad or yep, um, you know, or she's like got these like movie shots of herself and like a fur. <laughs> She's very beautiful. She's gorgeous. So, um, but you guys can definitely check it out. Although in the Engadget article that I post, that there's going to be linked in the show notes, uh, it seems like the the documentary only touches on a few things that she did. Like it doesn't really go deep into how her, her coolness as an inventor or all the things that she did that way. In fact, there were so many things that she did that it kind of glosses over a lot of things so you get a, a gist but you still want more can i just tell you this main picture her eyebrows go all the way down to her cheekbone what? like i'm just noticing that like they paint the eyebrow like all the way down to practically the lash line and then also she's got the wearing the biggest rock on her finger it's amazing she can lift her hand <laughs> it's like a doorknob it's huge well she invented wi-fi <laughs> Well, she deserves some beautiful things. All the money you get for that. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Mm -hmm. anyway, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. so now we're going to move into another story here, guys, that I've seen people freaking out over. Yes. Oh, my God. School us, Elscobar. So. Oh, my God. (laughs) So let me from the get go just say, you guys, the MP3 is not dead. And I'm going to sum it up here. Mr. Marco Arment, who is, you know, he's an amazing inventor of his own. But he, right now, he's like the developer of Overcast is what most people know him as at this moment. But he, you know, he knows the ins and outs and, and his opinion is amazing. And this is what he wrote in his, finally, on his blog. And uh, the title is uh, MP3 Isn't Dead. Okay, here we go. If you, First of all, what? can I just say anytime somebody says a medium is dead, it's not dead. Yeah, I know. But see, okay, before I get into that, though, give me a break. 
I just put the I put the links on the bottom there because they the media is, is horrible. They're they're horrible. They are misleading. They are fear inducing mongers that okay, are Trump. putting crap out for no reason. So this is what the headlines read: The MP3 is officially dead, according to its creators. Developers of the MP3 have officially killed it. The music ends for MP3 as its developer discontinues the once pioneering sound format. I mean, actually, I do know that the media does this because I agree that like almost everything about President Trump is not exactly what they say it is. Right. But it's It's just it's like terrible headline. But then again, not really. No, no. And this is happening through even with not without anything to do with Trump. It's like there's so many articles that are are just bait. But anyway, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they bait you into thinking things are terrible and you read the first paragraph and you're done. But then the last paragraph says, but a guy was in the room and said it didn't really happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? it's like, um, (sighs) which is it? Oh, my God. So anyway, so here we go. This is what Marcos said. If you read the news, you might think the MP3 file format was recently officially killed somehow, and any remaining MP3 holdouts should all move to AAC now. These are all simple rewrites of Fraunhofer IAS, Fraunhofer IAS announcement that they're terminating the MP3 patent licensing program. Very few people got it right. The others missed what happened last month. If the longest-running patent mentioned in the aforementioned reference is taken as a measure, then the MP3 technology became patent-free in the United States on the 16th of April, 2017, when U.S. patent 6,000,399 held by and administered by Technicolor, Technicolor expired. MP3 is no less alive now than it was last month or will be next year. The so basically, it's the same thing that happened to Hetty. Her patent expired and everyone got to use it. Exactly. Not her patent expired and Wi-Fi died. Exactly. So the last known MP3 right. patents have simply expired. One. So while there's a debate to be had in a moment about whether MP3 should still be used today... Fraunhofer's announcement has nothing to do with that and is simply the ending of its patent licensing program because the patents have all expired. And a suggestion that we move to a newer, still patented format. Why are they suggesting that? Because they want to make money. (laughs) Uh, I get it. And that is it. And then Marco sneaky, sneaky. sneaky Sneaky ends up his article by saying, MP3 is supported by everything, everywhere, and is now patent-free. There has Yay. never been another audio format as widely supported as MP3. It's good enough for almost anything. And now, over 20 years since it took the world by storm, it's finally free. So basically, that's the thing. The majority of things are supporting it. Actually, this article is really good. So if anybody's interested in any part of the technology of podcasting, or if you really want to educate yourself about MP3 and encoding, please read it. Click the link in the show notes. Educate yourself. Marco brings it front and center exactly why this is the MP3 is for gosh's sake, it's not dead. It's just a bunch of crap putting out there and making people scared about it. There's, 
It's just so frustrating. Anyway. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. So there you have it. Are you breathing easily now, especially you, Mr. John? <sighs> Absolutely, because what I thought they were going to do was that they weren't going to license the Haas and Pfeffer. The Fraunhofer. I always mess it up. Yeah, Fraunhofer. And I called Haas and Pfeffer. Yeah. So, so, and then I thought that uh, iTunes wouldn't be able to use it, and then we would be stuck using the Lehman Coner, which is lame. So I'm glad that you, you straighten that out, and then we don't have to go through that nonsense. No, it's just Yay. free. All right. So uh, let's go to – this is some – oh, my gosh. This is so good. Jess, did you see what Bello Collective is doing? No. Have you checked this out? Oh, my God. So they are they are totally doing this this push for listening to more indie. So Bello Collective is essentially a newsletter that comes out – a podcasting newsletter. And it is more for the end user – not as, you know, like Pod to Pod and Nick Qua's Hot Pod are mainly for producers or people who are in the industry. Bello Collective is slightly uh, aimed at the end user. So they, they're really supporting just the podcaster podcasts so that people can listen. Um, so what they're doing is that they're doing this really cool thing that it's like two pods a day and um, with a hashtag that says, get this. Oh, my God, my heart fluttered when I saw it. So the hashtag is listen more, listen indie. Mm, yay! yay! Yay, yay! So I'm so excited. Um, so anyway, there. Uh, this is why the uh, Josh, I think his name is. I hope that I got your name, Matt, because I'm so sorry. You're doing such good stuff, dude. Anyway, because podcasting is such a new – this is why he started it. It's such a new industry. It's been fascinating to watch it evolve in terms of how it's monetized, but also in terms of its social and entertainment value. What I didn't realize, and I know a lot of casual listeners do don't realize is how much work goes into creating podcasts. And that is very much a 1% industry. You go into iTunes and everyone that's featured is people who are associated with the networks that have tons of money and tons of leverage. And it's really hard if you're an independent podcaster to break through that. I thought, what a great way to leverage the networks of all of these great indie podcasts and work together to promote not just ourselves, but each other. Yay! How cool is that? So are you proposing that everyone do this as well? I'm proposing anybody. Yeah, please use the hashtag. Like, take it over. His whole thing right now, though, is that there's a Facebook group that you join. And I think what he's doing there is that every day from May 15th to June 13th, he's going to be promoting two, two independent podcasts every day. Yeah, yes. You know, two inside pods of, a day. Yeah, two pods a day. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, so, you're right. There is a group. In the group. It's a small group. It's a, well, we're just getting – that's why we're talking about it because it just started. Mm. And we are advocating <laughs> for works like this. And why is he doing this? He said awareness. I think as podcasting is growing, oh. I would like to – I would like people to realize there's more out there than just what you're seeing on the iTunes homepage. Oh, my God. Macro, that's the gold. Micro, oh I think it's just – creating camaraderie and creating not a defined network, but a network of people who are all kind of rooting for each other and helping build each other up. Because I found personally the best way I have attained growth in my audience is just by working with other podcasters. Oh my God. How it just cool started two days ago. I thought maybe it was halfway done already. No, no dude. It's May 15th. May. What a good 15th. idea. I know, right? So I think that we can run with this, guys. Listen more. Listen to Indie as a hashtag. Listen more. Listen to Indie and just share your stuff. Keep this going because I know right now he's he's actually already pulled. Like he in this article that we're – I'm going to 
link to here. You guys can check it out. He really describes the process of how he picked the indie podcasters that he is featuring. And essentially, it was like first come, first serve. Like they basically said, hey, do you want to be featured? And then whoever answered and that was it. So and then now he's featuring them in every day. But I think that obviously there's a bazillion jillion of us out there. It doesn't mean that just because he's not featuring you, you can't share two podcasts of indie podcasts that you love with the same hashtag. So I am letting you do that. Right. Go for it. Go. Toot, toot. All right, dude. So now what? What is up with this? Next, we have Startup. So remember we were talking about how Zach Praff was going to play yeah. what's his name in Startup? Everyone knows his name but me. I can never remember Bloomberg. it. Alex Bl- Alex Blumberg? Yes. yes. Alec? Alex? Alex. I don't know why that's like stuck. It's like... It like continues to elude me. Okay. The news before was not that there was going to be a show, but that they were building a pilot. Well, a pilot has been ordered and it is now officially going to be a series on ABC. That's all the news. And now for the weather. No, I mean, uh, that's it. Yeah, that is it. We're, have you? That's it. it. I mean, that's, yet? I mean, it's just a, it's a small update. It's very yeah. exciting. No, it's for the 2000s. It's for, it's going to be on the Tuesday. Wait. It was considered. It was all considered a lock for a while already, but we're. I guess they're they're going to announce the full schedule. Oh, it was actually announced yesterday. The full schedule. I could probably look it up and find out um, exactly when it starts. Hold on. Probably when it isn't that like uh, maybe uh, fall, possibly. I'm just guessing. I didn't read up on it. Yeah, but 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 different shows start on different days. But yes, here we go. Um, Here is the schedule. Let's see. Dancing with the Stars, a good doctor, middle, fresh off the boat, the blackish, the bear. Why do I not see it? Startup, startup, startup. I don't see it. Hmm. Is it supposed to be a drama? Dancing with the Stars, The Good Doctor, The Middle, Fresh Off the Boat, Blackish, The Mayor, Gospel, Kevin, The Goldberg, Speechless, Modern Family, American Housewife, Designated Survivor, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Once Upon a Time, Marvels and Humans, 2020, <gasps> Saturday Night Football, America's, it's not here. What the frig? Oh, it might be a mid-season series. Oh, my God. I know. Hold on. <laughs> Hold the phone here. No, that's not it. <gasps> they, re- they renamed it to be called Alex, Inc. Okay. Based on the podcast startup, Alex Schumann, Zach Braff of Scrubs, is a brilliant radio journalist, husband and father who's about to do something crazy, quit his job and start his own company, not his own podcast. Well, pot, that's that, that. It was just a company that now a I want to know company. if they killed the podcast. Well, it's, we don't know. Did he start Gimlet? Is that what they're talking yes. about? All right. Well, um, it's it's a mid-season series that's going to come. So that means probably not until no October or November, maybe even right around Christmas. Anyway, that's less exciting that it's Alex Inc. and not – I mean, whatever. There's well, another new show called Startup. That's why they it changed right. it. Yeah. I mean, man, man, if they man, change man. it to be his own, like, media company, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be mad at Alex for selling the heck out is what I'm going to be. Well, part of it is that once you sell out the in the first, like once you start to negotiate the deal and you negotiate the deal from the get go and you start that conversation, then you sort of like already wash your hands of the whole thing. Then once it goes into production, that's when they can do whatever the crap all they want. So 
He may have not been on board with it. We'll see. Because then there's also going to be like um, marketing and all that kind of fun, interesting stuff. So we'll see how that's handled. Yeah. I'm in the Um Did you ever see the movie? There's this movie um, with – it's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare. I know you haven't seen it. But like um, basically it's about this story um, of a movie that they're trying to get done and it's supposed to be like a Jewish movie. What is it called? Wait, hold on. I'll tell you. For Your Consideration, okay? That's the name of the movie. Um, Basically, the original plot of the movie is that um, they're coming home for like, you know, like a Jewish family is supposed to be coming home for um, Passover. And it's supposed to be really like ethnic and religious and like slowly as they work with the network, it becomes watered down and watered down and watered down and watered down until none of the people look Jewish. And it's called Home for Purim, which is, by the way, the least important Jewish holiday out there. So nobody would have like a it's just funny because nobody would ever make a drama called Home for Purim. It's just stupid. It's like being home for St. Patrick's Day. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> and so and like it's it's like set in the 40s and they're like, but mama can't be home for Purim. They made them Southern, which also like you'll never see a movie about like Texas Jews. It just none of it makes any sense. And like it just gets like it like they just erase all the ethnicity out of it, but still keep the Purim. It's really funny. Anyway, so the reason I'm saying this is because I'm wondering if this is what happened to like Hey, there's going to be a sitcom about a podcast. Now, all of a sudden, it's Alex Inc. about a man who started his own business. Like, all of a sudden, like, they erase all the podcasts out of it and make it every other flipping show there is. Well, we'll see what happens. We got to wait just a tiny little bit. I have faith. I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just preparing myself for disappointment. Okay. All right. Um, moving on, moving on to, to the weird and wild. Yes. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Show of the week. All right. So, Jess, what is NPR doing 47 years later? 47 years later, they have finally, miraculously, created the world's, no, no. NPR's first <laughs> podcast why did I say that? I don't know. It's called Wow in the World. So I said it's the world's first podcast. No, but no. it's not. It's the NPR's first podcast for kids and families. I mean, it, way to tap on the ball as quickly as possible, NPR. I know, right? And and then here's the so thing. So they've never had a, any programming for kids or families ever. And now, 47 years later, they have a new podcast called yeah. Wow in the World. Yes. How about that? So I'm that? I'm kind of excited about that. I have not been able to download it yet, even though it's I've Why seen not? that it's now been released. So I'm kind of excited by that. Um, mm-hmm. So good for them. And I'm excited for kids listening to podcasts. And good for you for jumping on it so quick, NPR. <laughs> so the first sentence says, if 2016 was the year kids podcasting became a thing, 2017 may just be the year kids podcasting becomes a Big thing. Oh, my God. This really makes me want to punch him in the face. I know. I hate those expressions. What do we have to do, Elsie, to get people to stop doing that? I don't know. One of my, you know, back in the day, hello, somebody who should be inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame, um, 
is one of the producers for the radio adventures of Dr. Floyd. Grant Bakioko. I always mess up your name, Grant. So if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I don't know if it's Bakioko or Bakioko, but I love you. Okay, so <laughs> it's the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, and that's when he, he started with a partner at that time. And that podcast is 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 making magic here in my house right now. It's so well produced. It's like a cartoon for your ears. It's sort of like in the style of Bugs Bunny. It's got that like vibe, like that you old and school I should vibe. Do one of these. Oh my god, it's hilarious when you listen. And, and actually, Jess, they they're uh, they're five minutes, so <laughs> you can listen to one. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a big commitment. <laughs> and they are so good and they're funny and the voices are amazing and the storytelling. And, and you know, Grant has continued. He has Saturday morning media. He's been podcasting since like late, what is it, late 2004, 2005? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. this time. Making this incredible stuff. So anyway, I'm giving a All shout out to Grant because... It's just so stupid. And then Lindsay Patterson uh, for kidslisten.com. She got this incredible group. Uh, uh, she's actually trying to get a nonprofit around uh, around this whole thing, where it's really empowering children's podcasters to grow the medium as well as support each other, as well as create really great children's programming for their ears. And I think it's amazing. You guys definitely go to those links. And I'm not saying that this um, wow in the world isn't – gonna be cool because anything that NPR does is obviously top notch and all that stuff but there are all of these again all of these indie podcasters that are reaching out to the same little ears and have been there and it's just so dismissive it makes me want to punch them in the face so dismissive (laughs) you are really violent lately I know what is up with punching a lot of people in the face (laughs) talking about punching it's not like you it's very unlike you <laughs> i don't know how to fix it i'm just saying you know just be aware that maybe i just it. need to go like punch stuff someone just sent me a possible weird and wild show of the week for you i haven't listened just saw the article in a podcast facebook group and i had to laugh let me see what does it say i literally just got this text oh what what UC Berkeley newspaper releases obscene podcast that records students having sex. <gasps> it's called Surprise Porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not real, is Wait it? Wait a minute. Are they knowing that they're being recorded? Because if so, that ain't right. Well, that's if what not, I'm saying. I mean, if it's not re- – like, that's not cool at all. Well, if you guys are interested in that, I don't really want to go into the details because nothing written in these paragraphs is appropriate for me to say if there are any children listening to this show. Not that I care normally, but this is just – I'm – Listen, I'll curse, but I'm more of a prude than you guys would think. I don't want to talk about what kind of things they've recorded and what you're going to listen to. Just check it out. Surprise uh, porn in the end. Um, oh, my God. Anyway. I'm not sure I want to I don't even remember show. what we were talking about. I'm so surprised by that that I can't even like. Show of the week. Yeah, we were and talking about MPR. Oh, I remember now. Thank I'm you. violent. The kids show. So I've often, I think I do pretty interesting and fun um, kids voices and like. <laughs> When I when we're watching cartoons, I can often imitate like Woody Woodpecker, or Scooby Doo, or you know, like some of the not that he watches that, but like I can do a pretty funny Mater and like some of the other ones. But my problem and where I struggle is even though I would love to be able to do a kids podcast, I cannot make up a children's story. Like there's been a couple times where I'm like, all right, Isaac, I'm going to put you to bed. I'm going to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Isaac. 
he was really tired and then he went to bed the end. Like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what adventure they should have. My mom was so good at this. Like, she, my sister's middle name was Dana Spring. And she also would – she would always tell us stories about Dana Spring and Dana Autumn. Like, she would make up, like, a twin for my sister and, like, they would always have these little adventures together. And, like, I don't – how does – how do people just come up with a story out of nowhere? I can't do it. I'm telling you, like, April 8th, she is amazing. I mean – she just sits there and they come to her brain and she just has them. I, I don't know Can how you to do, do that it? either. No. I mean, if I told t- you make up a kid's story about a bunny right now, what would you have them do? I Yoga? Will, I mean, I could make up a bunny story, but it wouldn't be like the thing with me is that I'll make up a story and then I'll get caught up in the middle, but there's no end. It's sort of like, and then the bunny That's went right. inside, like, right. you know, then she, then she like ran up the tree and then on the tree. There were these magical beads. And then when each one of them opened up, there was a tiny, you know, and then all of a sudden we're like, where? What? What happened? You're just choosing your own adventure indefinitely. (laughs) Yes, exactly. There's no end. Yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, once there was a little bunny and then he got a boo-boo and mommy put a Band-Aid on it and everything was fine. (laughs) And And see, my girls totally loved that kind of stuff. And then I was done. And then they would be like. Can you tell us about the bunny again? And I was like, oh, I have like, no, like, no, said a half hour exactly. Ago. I was like, what did I even say? What was the name of the bunny? How many brothers? And they remember everything. Like, no, mommy, he was named Peter. And I was like, oh, geez, I totally forgot. That's unexpected. Okay, so now I think we're moving on to tool tips. But before we do, I want to talk about our Uh, beloved, beloved. wonderful prince of an editor, John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions. If you are interested in his services, please go to audioeditingsolutions.com. He's the most amazing editor, dedicated, honest, forthright, talented, charming, and uh, yeah, all and the he things. Knows, well, he actually knows how to edit audio. I ran out of like I was trying to say. I was trying to say like I just totally ran out of like adjectives. I was just like um. <laughs> and hilarious. You've got to yes, have something that you work with that makes you laugh and is hilarious. And I was I actually anyway, I was going up to the messenger uh messengers premiere in New York City and with my dad. And then on the way home I picked up Nate and then the three of us had dinner with John because he lives right there. So like and on the and I'm like I'm like, oh, my dad wants to meet you. We'll have dinner. And he's like, okay, great. Because we used to, my dad used to pop on the show that I used to do with him off in the weeds. And then Nate was like, can you pick me up first? Because I like John. He's funny. And I'm like, sure. And then I'm driving over to the restaurant and I'm really realizing he's about to have dinner with three generations of Jufro. Like, and I have no way of stopping the train that's about to hit him uh, as far as like uh. talkative Jews all in one sitting. Mm. Because between me and my father and my middle son, it's like just a never-ending barrage of like jokes and questions and shtick and bits. What did you think, John? Was it? Was it? Did you get a word in edgewise? Even that's yeah, sure I, I did. Yeah, I did. It was fantastic. Uh, your dad is a pleasure. Uh, I love Nate. Nate was wouldn't stop talking about bees. Bee, he was on a beef. Uh, oh kick. yeah, that's so. That's just so. Nate neat. was on a bee kick. And then Jessica. We changed- would- 
And Jessica Go would ahead. change the subject, and she would get him off the B subject. And then the next time I talked, I would bring it right back to B's. And <laughs> Nate would go back in the B story. And I would get a dirty look from Jessica. It was like, really? You had to go back to the B's? Yeah, Do you know why? Time. Because this is what happened. This is what happened, Elsie. You're going to laugh. But, like, I'm not sure how the subject of B's came up and making your own honey. But Nate is a weird savant about animals and how everything works with regards to animals. So, like, he has an odd knowledge about beekeeping. I don't know why. And how it would be a good career or just whatever. He went off about it for about 10 minutes and then it was quiet. And then John said, so I talked to my mom the other day and his mom, you know, and his mom is um, having some health issues. So I went, oh, how is she? She's a shame. And, and then he says, you know, he answers very quickly. And as I was waiting for him to move forward, Nate goes, you know, bees also do this and that. And I'm like, Nathan, first of all, I changed if somebody's talking about a sick mom. Could you give it a rest with the bees? <laughs> And then he goes, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. And then five minutes later, John's like, Nate, what do you think bees do for this? And I'm like, John, (laughs) shut up. Now you're encouraging his goofiness. (laughs) He should be paying attention. He's just off in his own little world thinking about bees now. Oh, my God. So weird. Anyway, it was funny. There you have it. That's what dinner with me and my family's like. Bees. Bees. And then they got the chance to come to the uh, Brand X studios. They came back to my house and went down in the dungeon. So cool. (gasps) That's so awesome. It's not a dungeon. It's nice. It's very nice. It's really cool. It's like, it's like, it's like kind of a man cave down there. It's like a little den where, like, if you were a teenager, you'd want to hang out there and make out with your um, (laughs) high school boyfriend or girlfriend. It's got like a comfy couch. And then there's like a huge table where he's got all this audio equipment. It actually looks a lot like um the the bedroom from Step Brothers where he's like, "Did you touch my drum set? Don't you touch my drum set?" Anyway, it was really cool, John. But there I was a little it. afraid so, to touch so that's things. Like There's the, so many buttons. That's like the so many buttons uh, longest uh, promo uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But anyway, yeah. So please, um, if you want an editor who's extremely talented and fun and cool to work with, but also makes you sound fantastical, audioeditingsolutions.com. And now, time for the tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. You go, you go, you go. What is it with you today? You also never let me talk. And now today it's like the Jessica show. No, what is not. with you? Are you having – did you have a lobotomy? I need to know. I did not. Because I actually first, talked, I talked a lot. I think we've talked equally as much. First of all, I'm joking. Okay. I know you never let me – I of course I get a word in edgewise. Often it's a Jessica show and I would like to apologize to our listeners for whenever that happens. But like you're not usually like a you-go person. Usually just – I'm just wondering, are you busy? Or, are you um, – what is tired? wrong with you? <laughs> it's just not something I'm used to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was just a uh, you go. That was it. Are you, you so sick of your own voice that you just I, want I'm, me Sometimes to... I All totally right. am. Yes. Tell you what. I know there's only like four or five more things on here, but I'll just take the lead for the rest of the show. Okay? <laughs> Do it. Because that way you don't have to just be but like, talk, to, Jessica, I have dumbass. to talk afterwards. I mean, I have to talk after this. When? After your, to whom? After, after the tooltips. After you hit the second tooltip, I have to talk, which is fine. Oh, because I said this. Oh, now I understand why you said go. Okay. Elsie's tooltips. Okay. We're going to start over. Elsie's tooltips. Thank you. So I don't have this available and I haven't seen it yet, but apparently this week they um, released the filters on Instagram that are exactly like the ones on Snapchat where they give you the funny faces. Do you have access to this? I just did it. 
How do you do it? Can you just tell me really quick? Because I don't seem to be able to do it. Are you hey. supposed to select your face like you do on Snap? On you like you do on Snapchat? Yeah, no, you that's do. Well, working. that's how I kind of did it. It's like you go over. To, you know where it is, right? Like on your feed. Are you supposed to do it on your story? Yes, oh, in your story. Oh, that's it. It has to be on your story. It's a story filter. Yeah. Oh my God! Look, I'm a Grecian goddess, See, and now a koala. It's, Grecia, it's it's there. So like, Nerd and I think that what happened is bunny. did they release it? Well, mind you, you guys, you already know that we we record this not on Monday. So this right. was, I believe, this might have been released yesterday. Oh. Could it have been released yesterday? Which it was, was yesterday. Yes. Yeah, because I was like going, like, why can't I get onto Instagram? I had an Instagram dropout moment. It was like over an hour where I had no access. And then I thought, oops, they had an oopsie. And then I was like, oh, they have filters all of a sudden. <laughs> Did they smear my wrinkles away? Is my skin smoother than normal on this as well? It is. I don't know. All my freckles are gone. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I finally became comfortable with my damn freckles. Do you know how long that took? I'm 42 years old. I used to hide them from, I used to try and hide them. Anyway, okay. This is interesting. I like being the spider queen. Anyway, so if you go on Instagram and then you click on your story and then you put the thumb over your face like you do on Snapchat, the things come up and then you can be seven things with aren't truly not nearly as cool as the ones on Snapchat yet. But I assure you it will get there and Snapchat will go away in at least six months. That's my prediction. It looks pretty awesome. I just did a goofy one where I'm wearing these glasses and there's like all of this math around me. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. So totally. um, all this math, I think it's math. It, that's how badly it is. It I am. It looks like something. So yes. So anyway, check it out. And um, I've been doing a lot more Instagram stuff now again. I'm kind of doing particularly more stories uh, because I figured mm-hmm. out that I could. Because before I was unable to because of my connectivity issues. But now I have Verizon right. all you can eat. <laughs> so, so is that what they call it? Yes, all you it's can the eat, all you can the, eat. The all you can eat buffet of yes. Wi-Fi yeah. <laughs> of cellular. Funny. So I have a cellular plan that's okay. all you can eat. So okay, and I'm like, hey, I'll just do that now because I can. Um, so, what about um? Wait, 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 wait. Are you totally not on Snapchat? Don't touch it anymore. I don't touch it, it anymore. I'm not going to be going in there. It's too much. Number one, the app crashes all the time on my phone. It hogs up battery life. It's very heavy. It's hard to load those stories. So That's my sad. You were so excited about Snapchat. I was, but now I'm so back excited into Instagram because I can get now. I'm I'm excited about Instagram stories a lot more than Snapchat stories. Okay, so. Fair enough. So I'm doing that. We'll see how long that lasts because as my Elsie's Emergency Excitement email says, I am very fickle about these things and I totally own it up. So at this moment, I feel like... As long as you own it. I own it. I'm like totally into this 100%. I don't know what's going to happen next week. (laughs) But but now it is true. So shall we talk about some Alphonic audiograms, peeps? Because this is what's let's, been... Let's please do. So Alphonic released this update actually the last week of April. It was the first post that I put in the E-League. It was like one of those first things that I was like, look, guys, look what's going on with Alphonic. And I put it out there and I just didn't have time to mess with it or anything like that. But I had been seeing that a lot more people were using these little audiograms. And what those are are sort of like little tidbits of audio that are transcoded as video. And so there's a static image, but they have these little like 
audio sound waves jumping up and down in the middle of them. So when you play it, it's really the static image and it just you can just hear the audio. And I think that those are really great, especially for sharing and marketing inside of places like Instagram and maybe on your Facebook page or like teasers for your podcast. I think that they're totally awesome. So um, the, the problem with these is that, and I've, we talked about this in the show before, when, when we shared Wave, which was uh, W-A-V-V-E, which uh, mm-hmm. I tested out and kind of did a little bit of that kind of stuff as well. And again, the audiogram is in itself an open API. So it was released to almost everyone. But the problem was that you needed to have a developer for you to create this in the back end of your website. And so only people who had that option were able to create them easily. Us little peons would have to use a third-party service. And Wave was Mm. one of them. Clamor is another one that's out there that actually does that. Clamor is pretty easy to use too, but the thing is it's limited to the size of the clip. So now Auphonic has actually used the open API and incorporated it into they're what they do. And generally what happens with Aphonic is that they do stuff to your media. So when you upload uh, a you know, WAV file or an AIFF, you can re-encode it to a variety of different outputs. And that's why it's so fun. It actually does great audio leveling and compression and all kinds of things added to the thing. But now they've created a whole new thing where you can also do the export project as a movie file, and it actually, in the little drop-down, it says audiogram. So it's not just encoded as a movie. It's encoded with the little tiny wave things that are in front of it. And in audiogram, the bonus of, I'm sorry, of a phonic is that you get two hours free a month to do these. Obviously, if it was, if She Podcast was doing this for the entire episode, we probably would run out of a free account pretty quick. But I don't think that I'm going to be doing that (laughs) at all. I've been using it for quick, tiny tidbits, bloopers, outtakes, um, teasers, individual audio. In fact, I created one specifically to promote the E-League in both Instagram. I uploaded it to Instagram and to the Shepet Facebook group. I saw you did like a – just like a – casual one yesterday where you just like upload a picture of yourself yeah exactly because it was just a picture because i thought like i want to test it out because for me testing these tools beyond what everybody else is doing is my is my cup of tea like i'm like how can i make this mine you know it's never like oh (laughs) just get a snippet of your show and post it up there for marketing yeah that's blah blah that's the most boring thing you could possibly do so i was trying to figure out like how can i use this (laughs) So that I can do it in a way that nobody is using it like this. So I thought, I'll take a picture of myself and make an audio and just put it up there and make it fun. So anyway, that's what I did. And it's fun. In a snarky and snide way. It's totally snarky just because I'm such a dork. Yeah. So (laughs) you guys check out the Alphonic stuff. And I'll put a link in the show notes to my Instagram account where you can listen to my thing that I did. So there you have it. And it's fun. Yay. Yay. So you want to do your pet peeve? Because I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with the two tips. Um, it's brief. I may as well. It's not going to be ranty like normal. 
That's all right. We love it. Okay, yeah, I'll do my pet peeve. It drives me bananas. <laughs> Jessica's pet peeves. I can't stand. Did you guys um, ever see Debbie Downer on Saturday Night Live? Where like it's this classic Lindsay Lohan skit where she and Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands and Rachel Dratch are all on a like a what's supposed to be a family trip to Disneyland, and every time someone mentions something cool. Debbie Downer will go, like, for example, oh, the sun, it's such a beautiful day. And she'll go, skin cancer affects one in four people and in the sun all day. <laughs> and then the trombone, the band, guy in the band would go, wah, wah. And then she, and then it's actually, it's a famous skit because none of them can keep a straight face. And the reason why it's hilarious is because she's like, the final, I think the final thing she says, like, they're laughing so hard, most of them are crying. And she goes, <laughs> infertile and she starts bagging up like she can't even hold it in anymore jimmy fallon's crying into his like because the the worse it gets for some reason the funnier it is you gotta see that skit anyway i'll post a link to it but um (laughs) i want to talk to you the debbie downers out there because i don't think that we need someone constantly parenting us and telling us how and when to be good people all the time it's like I got someone I, – I posted a very innocent post yesterday and, and like I'll tell you, 60 comments and how many people liked it. And an additional like 60 people either thought it was funny or said wow or liked the post. And it was about the fact that like I was looking for cream of mushroom soup to make tuna casserole and I noticed a lot of pineapple, cans of pineapple. So like I pull, I start pulling them out just to see how many I have. Nine cans of pineapple, like in my pantry and they're big cans. They're not just hiding. <laughs> right. I saw that. They're like, I saw the post. Yeah. Nine cans. And so I said, it's the equivalent of buying the same black pants over and over. Like how many of you have like, you know, like eight pairs of the same damn pants. I do that too. I'll be like, these are nice black bell-bottom pants I've never seen before. And then I come home and hang them next to the other 20 pairs I have. So um, anyway, so everyone gives me these amazing recipes. Cake, kebab, sweet and sour chicken, ribs, more cake, more cookies, grilled pineapple. And then one person today, You know, when I clean myself out, we set aside all the extra for the local food pantry. Oh, my God. And I mean, thank you. And it's not a bad, it's not like saying pineapple gives you heartburn. I mean, that would have been worse, you know, like, like, it's not like she was bagging on pineapple, but it was almost like a. Here's how you can be an actual good person. Well, maybe. Well, and, do you think it would have worked better if it would have had like three exclamation points at the end? Because that would have been like, hey, I use mine for the local food pantry. Woohoo! Maybe. You know what I mean? Because that would be more like joyful and excited. Yay. It's almost like I can't help but remind <laughs> you that everyone is starving and miserable. Is how I took it, and that's probably because I'm a little more sensitive than I normally would be to um, terrible things just in general that are happening in the world. But, like, I don't know. I just see that everywhere where somebody posts, like, a very innocent thing, and they're like – like, if it was about, like, how do I make my own 
baby food for my kid. And then someone's like, you know, blenders can cause your teeth to rot out. I have, I have one. And darling, I'm I'm talking to the person right now. If you're listening, I totally love you, but it was, but I felt kind of weird when you put this up. Okay. So here's what I wrote. So I wrote down, (laughs) so I asked Hunter and I were looking for like Palazzo, like wide leg jeans. For her to wear because we, you know, oh, all God. of them are skinny jeans. And, yeah. So I, I put, was like bell bottom jeans for a 10 year old. Where do you find that? Yeah. She like, ate. or something that's yeah. not tagged legs. Like I wanted something like that. Right. So everybody's giving me all these options, which was great. Everybody was really helpful and it gave me a ton of ideas. And Etsy is probably going right. to be the way that we're going to go. Recipes. Yeah. It's right. really awesome. So, but then this one lady's yeah. like, Hey, Elsie, do you sew? I was like, um, I want to, like, I, I, I was no. sort of like, <laughs> three exclamation points. Did I ask you for a pants pattern? I did not. <laughs> you know what I do while I'm podcasting with my organic vegan food in the crock pot? I sew pants for my kids. <laughs> I'm also simultaneously. (laughs) I'm also simultaneously pleasuring my partner (laughs) because I'm Wonder Woman. Have we met? (laughs) Oh my god! And the thing is, like, I could understand. I mean, sewing is a thing. Like, there's people who do that. Like, that's a yes, there are. You know, and they're like, I pod, but that one. You know what I do? I podcast. Like I podcast. Yeah. So I get that. I, that's if I my. If I sewed, I wouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> if I podcast, I wouldn't be sewing. Right. <laughs> so anyway. I she... don't even know where to buy a sewing machine. Do you <laughs> buy them at Walmart? So yeah, that was like, and so I, I just, I was like, oh man, we can't just all be everything to everyone. And you know what I mean? Oh. That's how I felt. And I know I it was like, it's my old crap that came up, uh, you know, but I was like, Really? Do I sew? How, how, what right. am I doing in my life? See, these people who posted pineapple recipes for me, they know me. I can't tell you how many people posted the recipe with the words, don't worry, it's easy on it. Because <laughs> they know I'm retarded in the kitchen, that I'm like useless, that I'm basically, I shouldn't say retarded, you know, that I'm, that I'm. Unable to cook things that are complicated. So they're like, they post a recipe. And most of them are like, this is easy. Try this. Or, you know, or better yet, the true friends are the ones that posted coladas and told me to just drink them. Just drink them. That, see that? Yeah, that's very you. That's very you and easy. I mean, I don't drink that much. But yes, that's my that's my level of cooking right there. Blend it. Smoothies. Anyway, yeah, do you so? That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. But also, I mean, it's it's not even just when people are asking for like um, recommendations or re- you know, don't complicate. But this is like, I just I can't stand when people are asking you for one type of help and instead you offer them the other type of help. And I feel like people do that politically. Did we do a post one time, or I might have done a post sometime where like all the things you're not supposed to do on Facebook, and one of them is change the subject. And, like, I think when we were talking about gun laws, that's one of the things people do all the time is, like, we're talking about the gun laws, and then all of a sudden people will go, changing well, the subject now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John. But, like, you know, it's just, like, one topic will come up and people make it about a completely different topic. It's not about that. It's not about how many people are killing themselves with illegal guns. It's about 
legal ones, not illegal ones. The law is for anyway. Never mind. Um, that's it for me. It's uh, time to move on. Time to get out. Time to get the heck time out of here. The, yes, but that was awesome for the pet peeve for the win. Um, Thanks. So, um, so thank yes. you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on all the social media: facebook.com forward slash she podcast. Twitter uh, at she podcast. Um, please go to podcast movement and get your tickets. Podcastmovement.com. Use the code she podcast. You'll get like $70 off your ticket. Um, and then, you know, go to our website for show notes. She podcast.com. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. I don't think I can give you enough action items. Bye. No, goodbye. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>